Okay. Good morning, everyone. Matt, you gotta you gotta sit closer. I'm ready to record. Okay, we're no hold on. This is what we're doing. We're just doing an intro here because all right. Hi everyone. I'm Haley. (laughs) This is Matt. Say wait, is this recording? Is it actually recording? No, it's not. Are you sure? Yeah. Hundred percent, it is. Look. Oh, oh, Look. You oh yeah. On such a slight zoom. Yeah, I just can't see. Okay, all right. So here's the thing. I I recorded an episode with Tabor a few weeks ago, pre NFC Championship, and then I also recorded like a little post op, if you will. No, not a post op. <laughs> Can you sit closer, please? Yeah, sorry. Um, no. Then I recorded a little like. Um, getting ready, leaving for the airport to go to the Super Bowl, and I had every intention of posting it that day, but then I like got distracted, and so I'm like, I I did this whole intro of like, hey guys, we're going to the Super Bowl, see you on the other side, but then I never posted it because I got distracted halfway through or like in the middle of recording said intro, um, and so I'm gonna post that, but you're gonna hear me say I gotta go get the cinnamon rolls out of the oven but then I just never come back but then I'm going to jump right into this conversation the Tabor and I had several weeks ago so so you've had the cinnamon rolls yeah so (laughs) so we've eaten the cinnamon rolls but the thing is now we're we have three different um time lapses here we have one this is in the future right now the date is February hey future me yes (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the date is it's February 18th. Matt and I are sitting in a room in Orlando. We were on a back shore party, and we were supposed to be going to the Daytona 500 today. However, it got rained out, so instead, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. We'll be on a bus for eight hours. We'll be on a bus it'll for eight. It'll be fun. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, we're going to have a blast no matter what. If anybody has any recommendations for good rehabs, Matt and I are looking into that. We are. <laughs> I'm taking a while off after We're this. taking a while off, especially me jumping into the NF- from the NFC Championship, which Matt has... Clinical FOMO over. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that was and a then, hard one to watch. That was a hard, <laughs> that was a hard one to be not there for. And then Super Bowl weekend. Um, Matt, you and I are going to do like a whole like hour long Super Bowl recap. Oh, I like that. Um, because this is just, again, an intro. Yeah. To an episode that I meant to put out like a week ago and then really like two weeks ago. So in a minute, you're going to hear my pre-Super Bowl excitement, some in some interesting facts about the Super Bowl logistics leading up and then you're going to hear a conversation that random conversation Tabor and I had about just internet things a little bit about football he went on like gave a dissertation about why long snappers are people too it was quite it was quite informative mm. um uh I regret not hitting record before I said this Matt and I are sharing a bed for the fifth night in seven days um do you remember hitting me in the head with your elbow last <laughs> I do yes I always get in trouble. I feel like Can you, you have, closer? Yeah, sorry. I always get in trouble. I feel like you have your issues too. I'm just trying to think of what they are. You're no perfect sleeper, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> I got hit in the elbow. Or no, I'm sorry. I got hit in the forehead with an elbow. <laughs> I could tell by the way you reacted. You were already like annoyed with me. So I'd already been doing something. I was, I'll say this. I was substantially less annoyed with you last night than I was four nights ago. Oh, yeah. When I threw up in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> you were hinting at it. I had to say it. Wow. He said it, not me. We'll tell that story on the, the full Super Bowl okay. recap. I'm pulling um, the Super Bowl card as an excuse. <laughs> oh, no, I think the excuse is we get to a bar that has free drinks. And the problem is that Matt and I don't know how to control ourselves with an open bar. And a fun environment. And a fun environment. He goes, 
<laughs> one of the players is an O lineman. I can't remember his name, but he was like, Mac goes up to him and says, "Can we get whatever we want?" And he goes, "We can get whatever." It's because he want. was ordering Patron. He was like, "I'll do a shot of Patron." I was like, "We can get that here." And he's like, "Dude, you can get whatever you want." I was like, "Oh, sick." And and I'm sorry with getting what you can get whatever you want top shelf liquor anything you order what i was i was getting a vodka red bull the first time and then i was like okay it's time to upgrade how many did you have i just had one okay wait what did molly say though <laughs> molly she was like she was pissed off at andrew and she's like why did you get why were you getting vodka red bull that's so trashy and he's like matt did it and she's like matt got one you got six <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also important to note we are seven days out from the Super Bowl seven, and I still don't have my voice back. I know you really don't. You told you me I sound sexy. Yeah, though. you got to get a lot of podcasts out while you still have the podcast Ooh, voice. That's true. That's true. Okay. All right. I'm. Uh, I think I'm starting to get a little worse. <laughs> the moral of the story is we didn't win the Super Bowl, but it was the most fucking fun I have ever had in my entire life. I'm surprised you're having me back on because I think the podcast you had me on last was one of your lowest rated. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think so? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, we, we'll get into this on the full Super Bowl recap. I'll make Tabor do a Super Bowl recap too, but I think I was just so grateful for the experience with our family that like at the end, I don't know, maybe, maybe I have a bad take about it. I was like, yeah, of course I'm disappointed and sad for them because we were so close to getting Super Bowl rings, but like. We got to the fucking Super Bowl. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, that's like, that was like goal number one. Winning to me was like the cherry on top almost. Like, just being there and experiencing it was so, like, we don't know if we'll, we hope we'll go again. We hope we'll go multiple times, but like, the vast majority of the people on the planet will never get to experience something like that. And it was just so, I'm just so incredibly grateful. It was so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. Honestly, the energy at the tailgate. And that's what oh I described God. to my friends. I was like, the energy was so cool because it's like friends and family mm-hmm. of people that have waited their entire lives for this. Yeah. Yes. And so it was like just the I, like, like since you're a little we kid. were at that table for a little bit, but I don't know if you noticed this. So I kept doing laps and walking around because I was like, just the excitement yeah. around us is so encapsulated. Man, it it's was like awesome. we were, it was like we were in a bar back in college. He was like, you want to do a lap? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I, we took Matt took the wag shot because before every game. Um, the 49ers wives, we've started taking a shot and a prayer. We, t- we say a prayer and we take a shot and we call it communion. And then, and Matt took the wag shot. I did. He go. he looks at me, he goes, I was built for this. <laughs> <laughs> also the wag shots are massive. I've learned that was like they at are, least full well, it's because they're not technically, shots. even at the stadium, they're not allowed to technically give us a shot. So they have to give us like just a, a tequila need. <laughs> tequila need. Yeah. Anyway, it was oh god, it was the best day ever. And even after the game, we we lost. I cried. I only cried a little bit. Oh, I even missed the cry. Well, I only cried a little bit, and it was just because I have like I'm such an like I'm an empath, and so I felt very deeply for a specific few players that I was worried that they were gonna like get. Honestly, I'm just I the internet trolls just are like the worst thing in our lives, and so I was like nervous that a few players were going to get like internet hate and that's what made me cry but then I felt a little bit better we got back to the bus and I was like so are we going to go out and I was like, Hell <laughs> like, yeah. like we're so no, I think there was a solid two hours of like very upsetness well and yeah then of course we were okay. it's kind of one of those like once you get older where you're like I can sit in this for hours or days or I can like put on a good face and like just enjoy the moment yeah and it was and it, I'm like we're still in Vegas with our best friends and Tabor um, 
made, this is a fun fact for everyone, Tabor made bag drop Monday morning by eight minutes. We love a guy that's early. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was the last team member on the bus. He was the last team member back to the hotel. He almost did not make the goddamn airplane. Because Tabor got, I woke up at, I don't know, 7.30. Well, technically I woke up at 4 when Matt puked in the bed. But I got up at 7.30. And then I didn't hear from Tabor until about an hour later. And at 8.15 he goes, uh, I just got home. I said, "What? how much did you, I said, did you sleep at all last night? He said, no. I said, wait. I said, I, I think he was like, I got home 20 minutes ago. I was like, you got where 20 minutes ago? He was like, right at the hotel. I was like, when did you leave the casino? He said, I left the casino 20 minutes ago. I'm like, you're out of your mind. But he had a ball. Yeah, I mean, he was getting that casino oxygen. We all know how it is. Allegedly, he was up three grand at one point because the, they weren't allowed to gamble at all until like after the game because then they were off the clock. So then Tabor was just like trying to fit eight days of being in, in Vegas into like three and a half hours. Apparently, he was up three grand at one point and then he just kept playing. And Garrett said it disappeared within like 10 minutes. On the slots, mind you. On the slots. Which he's a blackjack guy, so I don't know. He is a blackjack guy. Okay, all right. Again, we're getting too deep into our Super Bowl recap. Matthew, I've had so much fucking fun with you in the last I know, it's been awesome. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And we have Caitlin, his sister, that's whose bachelorette party we're at. We have her wedding in like six weeks. This is just, I said at the beginning of this year, this is going to be the most fun year of my life, and it's like off to a phenomenal start. Yes. Okay. Um, again, this episode is going to make no sense, but you're about to hear pre-Super Bowl, and then you're going to hear a random conversation with Tabor. But this is just going to, hopefully this just keeps you occupied for an hour and 20 minutes, and then we'll get a little bit more organized next week. Do you have anything else to add? Nope, that's it. Okay, love you, bye. Bye. Good morning. All right, it is uh, Friday morning at 8.22. I'm watching the timer click down on cinnamon rolls so I don't know why I chose to turn this on uh, when I'm actively cooking but whatever um, cooking baking I have this quirk about me that I think is just like a lovely personality quirk and Tabor thinks it's a very annoying personality flaw I don't like to set the timer on like the oven when I'm cooking things I just kind of like to watch it and like with his ADHD brain he's like like he could never but I don't know I like to like keep it fast and loose and I like to keep myself on my toes no it's actually like incredible I don't understand here's the thing it started because I didn't know how to set the timer um and sometimes when you set the timer on our oven it turns the oven off I this is so interesting I just um this is totally why people come to hear me talk okay so almost 8 30 we're leaving for the airport in an hour and a half I don't mean to brag but I'm totally packed and like totally ready. And I was totally packed last night at like nine, which is like totally um, a personal record for me. I'm very proud of myself. We're leaving for the airport. Um, our nanny is coming with us. She's upstairs. Rue is currently watching uh, The Lion King one and a half. I've officially entered that phase of toddlerhood. Hold on. I need to go check on her actually. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, she's good. And by checking on her, I meant I needed to just like turn around and look at her. If you can hear the Lion King in the background, like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, that's what I'm saying. We've reached the point in toddlerhood where we are watching the same movie over and over and over and over again. And especially in the last 10 days of trying to like get through Super Bowl things. Um, that's just how it's gone. We've watched Lion King one, one and a half, two, and the live action, which by the way, the Lion King live action is a gorgeous film. So pleasing to watch. I just can't, I can't get over it. It's so good. 
and it actually kept my toddler's attention. I mean, it doesn't hold a candle to one and a half, but the music in one and a half and two, I mean, my God, just dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel, dig a tunnel, never, I just, it's in my head all the time. Oh, God damn it. Hold on. I got to get this in rules. Okay, happy to report. Sin rolls are done. <laughs> Everyone's going to live. Um, my friend Tessa told me a really, really interesting fact that I don't, I would love someone to fact check because I don't technically believe her, but I also don't know anything about anything. And someone told me yesterday that that is my catchphrase, that I don't know anything about anything. And I should just rename the podcast. I'm actually thinking about it. I don't know anything about anything, but I got a lot of strong opinions about fucking everything. Okay. What was I saying? So Tessa told me that every time when you're cooking and you're cooking something in the oven, she said, every time you open the oven, you, um, it adds 10 minutes because you like lose all the heat. That seems excessive. And I do it a lot. So there's no way that's true. I would love if any chefs are <laughs> not even chefs, if anybody who like is seasoned and setting timers while they cook, um, could let me know. That would be fun. Okay. So Here's a quick rundown of the last couple of weeks. I feel like I'm whispering. I need to stop whispering because I, I, I truly don't give a shit if you can hear Lion King in the background. Because if I have to listen to Lion King in the background for, I don't know, 22 and a half hours a day, so do you. Okay. So here's the thing. If you would have told me three weeks ago, no, three weeks ago, I would have been like, because I said this out loud, why are there two weeks in between the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl? Why don't they just get it all over with? Like, why is there two weeks in between? Like, the season's so long already. Like, let's just have it back to back, week to week. And now, I cannot fathom how everything gets done in those two weeks. Like, I don't understand how they don't need a month. But, so we're going to the Super Bowl. Very excited. This is, this is the first time we've ever gone. This is Tabor's eighth year in the league. I count eight years. He only counts six because he has six credited seasons, but he's been either on a team or a free agent for eight. So I'm like, that's, I think the eight counts because the free, free agent seasons were like fucking hard um, for everyone involved. Obviously not harder for me. Everyone's chill, but, they, but it, you know, it's tough. Okay. So I've never been to a Super Bowl before, never had the opportunity to play, to win a Super Bowl before. And Tabor and I talked about this. And okay, so this actually brings me to another thing. I recorded an episode with him last week and, um, or no, two weeks ago before the NFC Championship. But then I had like such horrible anxiety about the game. I just like couldn't get myself to sit down and edit it. And with his, I do have to edit because he runs his mouth about things that like, I don't feel like. I'm just a con. I wake up every day with a fear of Tabor getting canceled because of his internet presence. And it's not going to be over anything like bad or nefarious. It's just going to be like, like one time he called Elon Musk a little bitch and it like set Twitter, I now known as X, I guess, on fire. And he was literally getting like death threats from like QAnon monster nightmares. So like, I just like 36 hours leading to the Super Bowl. We just don't need that kind of stress. So. Um, not that again, anyone more than like four to five people listen to this, but you never know. There's some people out there who I don't, I don't trust to, you know, listen, get a sound bite, and then run with it. So whatever. I don't give a shit what you say about me. I've, here's the thing I've accepted. I'm going to get canceled at one point. That's a topic for a different day. Okay. So recording an episode with Tabor and I'm actually going to clip it on to the end of this. Hi bird. I'm going to clip it onto the end of this episode. And, um, so it's going to be really out of context. You'll hear us talking about the NFC championship coming up. That won't make any sense, but 
Um, we had a lot of really good conversations. I wanted to get his opinion about like internet things happening. Um, and it's still worth, I don't know. I think it's like, it was stuff like still relevant and like interesting to me. So I didn't want to just scrap it. So, um, even though it's like very out of context and we don't, we won't know that we're going to the Super Bowl while we're listening to it. Um, because this was a couple of days before the NFC championship. So just like, we're not, ta- he won't be talking about anything to do with the game, but I will. So before we do that, I would never have, I mean, it is an incredible operation how, like I said, everything happens in those 10 days. For instance, sorry, I had to pause to give her a cinnamon roll. Um, this is going to be so annoying to listen to with the choppiness, but whatever, it's fine. So, um, Okay. Here's the thing. I, I've learned that I think the NFL has like everything set. I mean, imagine they do that has like everything set and it's just kind of like before, like early on. And then when you find out who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl, who wins the NFC and the AFC, I think it's like plug and play almost because from what I've learned, um, the, I, I think this is like, I think there's like a, maybe it's the Taylor Swift of it all. I don't know. I think there's all of a sudden like a really substantial like pop culture interest in the NFL right now. And I think it's probably because of Taylor Swift, but I do think that all of this is like moderately interesting about how all of it works because even being in the NFL, I didn't know how Super Bowl things worked. So every team, each team gets an allocation of like ticket, like game tickets, hotel rooms, whatever. And they're all divvied up between the players. And if you're not going to use your tickets, you can trade them. Or if you're not going to use your hotel rooms or your plane tickets, Um, you can trade them for like between players because it's like, there's a set number and once they're gone, they're gone. And it's just kind of like up to us to like figure out who gets them. So like we, the team did charter a flight for families, um, today. So on Friday from San Francisco to Vegas, but I, I needed to come home first. I had way too much shit to do. Like I thought about leaving right from California to go to Vegas and just have like my mom ship out things that I needed. But I realized that was an absurd way to do this because I needed so much stuff and I had so many reasons to come home. Our house is under construction. Um, we're finishing our basement. looks great by the way. And, um, my best friend in the whole wide world, her name's Heather. She had her baby on Thursday and I would have died if I would have had to wait multiple weeks to meet that baby. So um, I needed to come home and I got to snuggle her the other day and I'm just so in love with her. It is like, I, I was the first of my friends, like my tight group of friends to have a baby. And so I like, I didn't understand like the bond that you feel with your best friend's baby, especially a girl is just like, I just can't stop crying because all I've been thinking about for days is how my, my two best friends, Heather and Taylor, we, have been close since high school. We talk every day. We all had daughters within 18 months of each other. And just like the thought, it like gives me chills even saying it now, the thought that we get to relive girlhood together all over again. Like we get to do it again together. I can't wait till they're like old enough to like talk and play and fight, but they're always going to have each other just like their moms do. And it's just like the best thing in the world. So, okay. I had to come home to meet that baby. So um, what was I saying? Okay. Plane tickets. So the team, um, we like it, some things are comped. Some things are not. Um, I would love to tell you what isn't. So, um, we all got a couple plane tickets, a couple hotel rooms, and 
a couple, meaning two, two comped game tickets. So I think there's this assumption that when you go to the Super Bowl, the teams that are playing get like a whole bunch of tickets allocated to them. Well, they do, but they're not free. Um, And I don't know if it's because it's Vegas or the Taylor Swift of it all, but for some reason, the tickets this year, I've been told, are three times as expensive as they normally are. Um, So... And I'm not, don't be like, you're so out of touch. You're complaining about having to pay for tickets. You're going to the Super Bowl. You're playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no shit, okay? No shit. But it's still, it, it's, it's, all I'm saying is it's astonishing how expensive it is to play in the Super Bowl. But it is once in a lifetime. We'll be lucky if we ever get to go again. I'm, I've never been to a Super Bowl as a spectator either, so I'm, this is very exciting, but all I'm saying is we only got two comped game tickets and then the rest of them that you have to purchase. And that's like league wide. Like that's not just because like, you know, Tabor's Tabor. Everyone just got two and that's how it works. Um, and I just think that's everyone who I've told that is like shocked. So we don't get free tickets for games either. Like we have to pay for all of the tickets to the home games and away games for sure. But like home games, like we don't get t- comp tickets. Like you have to pay for everything. And I think it just like comes out of their check. Um, so that's a fun fact. No such thing as a free lunch. Am I right? Okay. So um, I'm flying from Detroit. Our nanny's coming with us. My mom's coming with us. We're about to leave in like an hour and a half. Like I said, <laughs> among the more impressive things I've done in this lifetime is being completely, completely ready for the airport 13 hours before I'm supposed to leave for the airport. A personal record. I'm very proud of. Um we land today at like two. There's a little um, like a welcome gathering at the airport or at the team hotel. And then we're staying on the strip. But the team hotel is like really far off the strip. I'm thinking because they don't want anybody to get in trouble because it's Vegas. Um, and which is probably a good choice. And because I'm married to someone who, if he had his way, he'd just park his ass at a blackjack table for six to seven days. Um, I don't even know when Tabor's coming home. Everybody keeps asking me, they're like, so when does Tabor get home? And I think it depends on if we win or not, but like, I have no idea. And here's the thing. I am leaving for a bachelorette party a week from yesterday. So I'm about to get home from Vegas and then less than 48 hours later, turn around and fly to, um, Daytona because <laughs> I'm going to the Daytona 500. Uh, you know, another bucket list item, another, another thing I've never done that I'm going to get to do within uh, a week of each other Super Bowl, and then go to the Daytona 500. And I'm going to get really into it. Matt's sister is one of my best friends. It's her bachelorette party. There's like a thousand girls going plus Matt. And like, I'm going to wear cut off jeans and like probably every, everyone calm down, but I'm probably going to smoke a few cigarettes and like drink PBR the whole time. And I'm going to have a blast. Okay. I'm going to have a blast. Um, what was my point of this? Oh, again, we're sleeping when we're dead. I might also have to go to rehab by March. It's going to be fine. Okay, I'm recording this on the iPad, so the audio might suck. So, Tabor, I just need you to keep talking as loud as possible. Understood. Okay, great. <laughs> Tabor, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. I need to find my phone. This is going to be a lot of background noise. i got to find my phone to see what I want to talk to you about. Um, what is the date today? January 25th. 20... Is it the 25th? Yeah. This month has flown by. You actually feel that way? Yes. You real because I think the rest of the world, including myself, think it's January eighty fourth. Like, New Year's was twenty five days ago. It feels like it was six months. Blink of an eye. Okay, you seem very tired. 
I am. Okay. Well, I, we won't talk for that long, but I just need, I have a couple things I need to talk to you about. Do you want to just like knock it out out of the park right away? Rapid fire. I'd, you haven't even given me a topic list. So I, I know that's what I'm, I'm no, 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 I'm, we're just gonna, we're just gonna get it out of the way. Okay. I would say I made, but I didn't make you. You did it willingly. After the football game last Sunday, we sat on the couch. We ate um, food that we got from Grubhub, not Uber Eats, because I said Uber Eats on the internet, and Jeremy said that I was dead to him because I said... <laughs> we have a friend that works for Grubhub. I think you're going to have to talk a little bit louder. We have a friend that okay. works for Grubhub. <laughs> so he said I was dead to him, but I just told... Uh, whatever. Okay. Anyway, we sat and ate, and we watched the finale of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You had never watched an episode of Salt Lake City before, is that correct? I've popped in to rooms where it's been playing. Sure. You know enough about Jen. Yeah, I've been filled in on that. Okay, so you know every and if anybody is listening to this who doesn't know about Salt Lake City, I don't feel like recapping the whole thing. Basically, an internet troll who lives under a bridge infiltrated the cast. And we discovered that. And Tabor, what's your response to that? Do you think it's insane? Like, social media's infiltration of the show makes it not fun for me anymore. Yeah, it... In a way... This doesn't seem like the right way to say it, but it, like, evens the playing field in, like, a really weird way. Because I think, like, the franchise of, like, Real Housewives, like, part of the appeal is, like, kind of, like, the unattainability of it. Totally. Like, you totally have to, like... I don't know. This seems kind of sexist. It's almost, you kind of have to have like a rich husband to be on that. Really? No, you're a housewife. You, or, no, yeah, or, or you like, have to be wealthy yourself. Yeah. Because like New York, be, none of them have husbands. But Yeah, well, not anymore. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it just like, it like, whatever barrier was there that made it seem almost like otherworldly, like the type of lives that they live, got shattered by... A woman who looks the part and in ways acts the part. But 100% but, has borderline personality disorder. Yeah, once you see her, like once once the veil was lifted and you found out that she was a part of, uh, well, what, whatever you believe, if she was the sole entity of uh, Reality Von Tees or, or just a cog in the machine of Reality Von Tees, it just, something... The screws were loose at that point once you kind of realized that she wasn't who she said she was. I mean, there's a diagnosable personality disorder. Like, that That girl is... There's something off. I mean, if you've ever experienced anyone who, like, <laughs> can get caught in a blatant lie... Oh, you had a good point, yeah. What did you say about, like, if you undo one thing? Oh, yeah. If you undo one thing, like, you can either choose to like keep lying and like depending on who you're lying to like you could get away with it but it seemed like those girls had most of their facts straight to where they could prove a a handful of lies and that's more than enough to like have like the liar like just completely unravel everything can you stop moving Um, yeah you had a good point you were like if they're the she's the kind of person that if you like you could have like cold hard evidence and be like she's gonna keep lying she's gonna keep lying because if she admits to one thing her whole world world shatters yeah yeah like everything she has you believing just crumbles at her feet so it's like she might as well just not admit to anything and just continue lying even if you're calling out the truth like it's it's bizarre you really have to experience it (laughs) 
understand what it feels like. That was profound. Who? What? What liar have you encountered lately? I'm just Not lately. When I was younger, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I dated some doozies. Okay. Um, I don't really have any other Bravo things to talk to you about, but I just wanted to get real, or I wanted to get Salt Lake City out of the way. And that we haven't watched any of the reunion, Andy, but you know. Andy knew a little. No, bit. No, he didn't. So I don't think he knew when they casted her, but I think you he, think he found out at some point. I think it was almost impossible for him not to n- not to have known before one of the women on the show. Okay, there's a difference between Andy and production. Do you think production? I think Andy knew before production. I think that's something Andy would find out before production. <sighs> that account was messaging so many different people. Yeah. I actually have a hard time, now that I think about it, I have a hard time believing that someone else didn't put the pieces together. First. But... Also, it came out that that account was messaging Heather, so many people. I bet, I bet if anything, Andy figured it out himself. Heather was on. Maybe I'm giving him too much. Credit. I think you are. Heather was on to her for a really long time, though. Like it's it's like Heather's like come out and said more that like she was putting the pieces together for like a while, but she just needed like proof, which was very. Very wise to wait until she had like the most evidence because with well, like, when you're dele- dealing with a liar like correct. that, you have to have like correct. multiple things because if you just have one or two pieces of evidence, they're so good at lying they can just keep navigating it. I found the whole interaction like very triggering because dealing with people like that who like will they'll just lie forever. It's just like the, the it, most yeah. ex- quote unquote experience I have with it is like the streamers that I watch online, the insane people that are on the internet and like try to get close to like the certain streamers that I watch the lies that these people will actually wrap like thousands of viewers in. And then, you know, some of them become undone in front of our eyes. Like I've, I've been Haley calls them my like trash TV is like live streamers on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, I think it is. And by the way, Trash TV, derogatory term. It's trash TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We don't have any other Bravo things to talk about because I haven't made you dabble. Not made. You enjoy it. I haven't encouraged you to watch Beverly Hills because I actually am finding the season to be quite boring. Kyle's obviously getting divorced. She's probably a lesbian. She's marrying me. I'm sorry. She's, she's definitely not marrying you because I'm pretty sure she's married Morgan Wade, whose music I am obsessed with. I am a bandwagon Morgan Wade fan. It's so good. I've made Tabor and I've actually made all members of my family listen to it a lot. Okay, we're going to move on from Bravo things. We're going to talk about internet things. Actually, you want to talk about football things first or internet things first? I just have a list of like TikTok trends lately that I would like your opinion on. She just found out about Pookie. That was within the last hour and a half. There's this couple. We'll do internet things first. There's just this couple that it literally... The internet's within infatuated. The, last week. the internet. Well, I learned about it within the last ninety minutes. The internet is infatuated with them because it's just this couple who dresses really well. Is arguable. I have a hot take. I hate her clothes. They have a lot of money. And they, they dress have, in expensive clothes. They have very expensive clothing, which, to a certain extent, looks nice. But I made I a bitchy know. comment. I was because she's always like shirts from Revolve. It's like yeah, no shit. Yeah, that. Yeah, they look. He's expensive. sharp. They look expensive. He's sharp. He's sharp. I just, I, I mentioned to her. It was funny because I watched her watch their. Hold on, I haven't explained actually what this. Is. It's literally just a couple that, for whatever reason, the internet is like quaking over because they just like have really nice clothes and they like film themselves like showing off their clothes and he calls her Pookie and I he think could, the accents are what got people. He's like very infatuated with her, which is well, great. Happy for them. Are you infatuated with my clothes? I am. 
in a different way, but I'm not on, <laughs> I'm not on the internet. Oh, Pookie, you look fire today. I don't, I'm not, we have, I mean, half the year we don't even live together, so we just haven't had many opportunities to uh, record really, like that. You don't really have a pet name for me. Do you think we want to adopt Pookie? No. I don't hate that one. No, thank you. Okay. Anyway, my, <laughs> I had a big issue with it because Haley discovered them, and actually last night I saw that someone was like, this couple's taking the world by storm. Oh, yeah, this so is a good point. I, I decided this. to, like, you know, everyone knows how well they dress, so I decided to, like, how do they have this money? And this chick, like, looked him up on LinkedIn and got his entire work history, higher education history, and learned that, like, his dad owns some massive company. And it's like, yes, that information is out there, but, like... <laughs> Just because it's out there doesn't mean you have to put these people on blast. Like, yeah. I understand that. We're all like, nosy. Listen, we're all nosy. We're all nosy. and But yet, filming yourself being nosy is weird. That's weird. But I understand it from all the angles in terms of like, yes, they are putting themselves out there, the couple, because they're creating content. And it's like, if you're going to put yourself out there and you have other information out there about you, it it's actually... It, it's actually such a bizarre thing thinking no, it's, about it's, like it's 20 really, years ago this yeah. was not a thing that could happen. Well, I think it's an awesome philosophical question of like at what point Just because does this, you can should you. Correct. At what point does this become unethical to like dig so deep into people's backgrounds, which by the way this is a phenomenal segue because the number one internet thing that I've been wanting to talk to you about is Ballerina Farm. So, Ballerina Farm I'm convinced she wanted me to record just to talk for, about Ballerina Farm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I a few weeks ago, I, I went down a wormhole. This g- podcaster named Kate Kennedy, who's I've we've become internet friends. She calls it the rabbit holy spirit, and there's no better way to explain it. I went down the rabbit holy spirit about trad wives. Okay, trad wives. The term comes from traditional wife, but I want to be really clear. the The internet term trad wife in this term that specific women are adopting, they are the type there. I don't even know how to say this. It's hold on. It's, it's a community of women who firmly believe that women should not work first and foremost, very, very archaic. Everything that I wake up in the morning immediately trying to correct. So like the most patriarchal views, the most misogynistic, again, women shouldn't be allowed to have credit cards kind of thing. Like wake up every morning, put a full face of makeup on in a full outfit. If you want to do that, that's amazing. But their intention behind doing it is that they're a good wife and they're serving their husband and God and their children. And that's it, that they come last on this totem pole, right? It's like God, your husband, your family, the rest of the world. And then women are like way, 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 way down here. Hold, they're not even on the ladder. They're like holding up the ladder for everyone else. Right. So it's everything. I, it, it's like the antithesis of my entire being. So I just go, I dig, dig, dig. Ballerina Farms is Hold a very, on, okay, wait, what? Okay. I'll give my okay, go ahead. piece on trad wives before okay. you get into the okay. ballerina. And, and here's the thing. It is very, very rooted in religion. Hold That's on. a huge part of it. I, have a really great idea of this. I probably do about this before you did because okay. sure my you'll, my side of the internet you're terminally is, online is very what I the content I consume is like political. mostly political, and so like one of the streamers I watch debates a lot of conservatives and like the term trad wife 
comes from the term trad con, which is traditional conservative, which is which is the, you know, the idea of truly it really is like traditionally white nuclear family, um, like man is the breadwinner, woman stays in the home, raises children, and it's one of those views and one of those ways of life that like at face value if like that's how you want to live your life cool i'm i'm cool with it totally but it's when you start forcing on other people saying other people have to be christians if they want to be good citizens of the u.s um everything that comes with traditional kind of christian american quote-unquote values like no gay marriage uh, anti-abortion or anti, um, like birth control rights, um, whether birth control is even accepted, uh, all those things. It's like when those things come in and you start forcing that on other people, that's where I have an issue. If you want to live your life, if two people find each other and everything in our country is accessible to them, like she's had the opportunity, the wife has had the opportunity to get higher education. The wife has had the opportunity to get birth control and forego that. Like if that's what you end up choosing, dude, I really honestly, I don't care. Go to Wichita, Kansas and live that life. Like, or even wherever you want to live it. It's just whenever you start pushing it on other people and then like what it sounds like ballerina farms is. So hold on. We'll get to ballerina farms in a second. Making people feel bad about themselves for not living the way that you choose to. So that's my whole point. Ballerina farm is not what is not doing this. Okay. That's what I'm trying to argue. So first and foremost, I think feminism is women doing whatever the fuck they want to do whenever they want to do it. That includes that includes being a baby factory. Correct. And being a hashtag trad wife. That's like whatever. Totally. Do whatever you want to do. The hypocrisy is where they get me. So I go down this rabbit hole of looking at all this table. You just explained it beautifully. I find these women who are preaching and by preaching, I mean, they firmly believe and they are telling other people that to live the most wholesome, godly, holy life Women do not have any rights. Full stop. They don't. They have no rights. And should not go to college, should not work outside the home, period. However, at the same time, there's a huge community of these women who are what? Monetizing their social fucking media. So does that seem like a one income household to you? No, that's fucking girl bossing to me. Like, they're creating the, the, the one girl. She's creating these guides and selling them. She's selling courses. She's selling courses on how to be a trad wife. Honey, you have a job. That's a business. It's called grifting. That's called grifting. <laughs> and that's called grifting. So well, I mean, that's all. I mean, but it, yeah, I mean, it's just the hypocrisy. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, it's hypocrisy, but that's oh what grifting God. is. I yeah, know, I know. It's, it's like, like it makes it's making my head spin because I'm like these people. Like the call. That's what I kept saying is the call is coming from inside the house. How do they not see how insane this is? Okay, so moving well, on. The to, people that they grift for can't see it, so that's why because they don't. It's ex- called they grifting. don't because they don't have critical thinking skills. <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to sound as mean, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like. Yeah, okay, it's just I'll funny. It. It's just funny because like, it it's it's. I know one person um, who, she's like relative. 
to again in the spaces that I occupy, she's like relatively Twitter famous in like the political spaces because she her name was like um like um sock girl or something like that for like democratic socialist girl or whatever but it's like funny because she's like very very progressive in her views but like the few pictures she would post are like of meals she would make and like her in an apron Mm -hmm. like living alone with her cat and dog right and she's like i want to be a trad wife but she also believes in like socialism and like different things like so and it's really funny because like all these conservatives attack her and like it's like really fucked up because they all say she's like um trans or something which like she's very obviously not they're just trying to like demean her and like make her feel like shit and it's just it's just weird the way people attack her because in reality these like very insecure men would kill to have like like a woman who like wants to be a trad wife like this who also is intelligent yeah but like it scrambles their brain that they're like compassionate in a way of like letting other people live their life they can't it can't pick this up it's it's this this is what it picks up um so that is okay getting to my point so with ballerina farm this is a girl named hannah who i actually discovered through my friend mallory mallory was miss america the year before i competed no, no, that's oh. no different. No. Oh, that was. Uh, You've never met this girl, Mallory, but she's 18. wonderful. She anyway. You have never met her. <laughs> we are moving Sorry. on. <laughs> she. <laughs> are you okay? I just that tickled me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like. like it's like I'm like there might be two people who listen to the podcast who hear the name I just said and they're like. What the fuck is he talking about her? I knew I had to do with okay, can I can Sorry. I back up? Okay. <laughs> My friend Mallory told me that this girl, Hannah, okay, Ballerina Farm is a TikTok account. It's a business. And Ballerina Farm is this wo- woman and her name is Hannah. Mallory told me that Hannah competed with her at Miss New York. I didn't know that. So like she's been a pouching girl forever. She has I believe she's Mormon, LDS. They live in Utah on hundreds of acres. They have, I mean, a full functioning farm. Like, I don't even know what the word homestead means, but I imagine that's what they're doing. You're like self-sufficient on Correct. what's Com- on your land. Completely. She, is, she just had her eighth child. And when I think people hear the word trad wife, they immediately think this girl, Hannah. And this is my argument against that. I think the term, okay, we'll call it whatever you want. Traditional lifestyle, traditional wife, traditional family values, whatever. People are hating on this girl so much for preaching this lifestyle when I have been consuming her content for a very long time. I have never one time heard or read this girl say, this is how you should live. This is the only way to live. She's just filming herself in her gorgeous kitchen, looking beautiful, naturally beautiful, with children who look super happy, a husband who she seems to really like. And just putting it on the internet because she's making food that looks fucking delicious that she grew herself that so i'm like i think people are almost like projecting this like persona onto her when it to me she's just a girl who is videoing her lifestyle and putting it on the internet and it is so visually visually interesting and visually pleasing but people hate her because this is exactly what you were getting at Tabor because she is very wealthy 
people did to her and her husband exactly what you were talking about they did to like the pookie peep couple hannah from valerian farms apparently she married a guy who comes from like airplane money or something like his family like started an airline or something and people will be like oh she's putting these videos out of like homesteading and trad wife whatever whatever but really that oven cost 25 grand and it's like and she likes to make bread who cares do you know what i'm saying yeah well what's funny is is like there's something happening in the country now and i understand it because it kind of is appealing hold on sorry this goes back to how i started this entire topic of i believe feminism is doing whatever the fuck you want to and this woman wants to make bread and she wants to do mrs pageants who cares let her do it i think as far as like the people being upset that she's living her life like this is like there's a thing going on in the country right now that um i think because of social media and like the connectedness of like the world and also like the fast food the genetically modified food and like all this stuff is people who are affluent and have the ability to go buy land and disconnect from this world like it's really odd because when we think about homesteading we think probably 50 60 70 80 years ago when you were poor if you right. were living like a homesteader well, people are saying that she's cosplaying being poor correct and but but what's funny is is like being able to disconnect from society in a, in that way is a luxury now because so many people have to be so plugged in to to survive and live kind of the traditional middle class upper middle class lifestyle like there's a threshold that you have to hit to be able to like go out and buy your own land and go out and buy pigs and goats and cows and a big oven and like be self-sufficient like that's expensive now whereas like a hundred years ago that was like the dirt poor people had to live like that and And it's like yeah it's scrambling people's brain like i said i've said this twice already it's a new sort of luxury that people are having a hard time coming to grips with i completely completely agree because also anyone who has like an ounce of common sense is like obviously to live that way is so expensive mm-hmm. and like does she need a twenty thousand dollar oven no because you can do it with like those but i'm old sure the bread tastes delicious for sure but yeah they see that an oven's expensive and it's like and they're like well, oh my god she has yeah, a, it's, it's like, like yeah because they can yeah it's I, because they can and this was the other other people's other issue with her is that she just had her eighth baby in seven days postpartum she competed at the miss mrs world pageant she's mrs america she does mrs pageants do i think mrs pageants are weird i do not relevant to the topic though uh, women lost their minds commenting all over this girl's Instagram and TikTok and everywhere. This is so unrealistic. How dare you put this out there? You're going to make other women feel bad about herself. This is just a woman who clearly, she has eight children. Pregnancy is clearly that not that big of a deal for her. Birth is, she she had the baby in her bathtub. And then the next day, like, went out and milked the, the cows. Birth is not a big medical event for her. Obviously, this is kind of a loosey-goosey situation. She did it eight times. Yeah, if that was how my body responded to pregnancy and birth, no fucking shit I would do it eight times. Everyone would. I think... Like, it's not that big of a deal. So just, again, let her do whatever she wants to do. Not one time did she say, everyone has to look like this the second you pop this baby out and you gotta go do a Mrs. Fashion. She's just living her life, and women are feeling, in my opinion, in my opinion, women are feeling 
attacked that they don't look like that or can't look like that. And so it's like triggering this thing inside them of like wanting to hate this person for just living her life. Again, it's like this it just weird, struck a nerve with me. it's just like this weird intersection of like, we did this thing on social media. Like when it first came out, it was like these unrealistic expectations. We're always fun, having fun. We're always with people. And then COVID happened. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, social media is like this mask we're all wearing. And like, mm-hmm. then we all become, became aware of that. And like now, like when I hear what you're saying about, about her is like, what I hear is like, I'm sorry, some people just for whatever reason have life on easy mode. She yeah. sounds, I haven't seen her. She sounds like she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's, yeah. yeah. Sounds like well, having kids called, is easy. It's, it's called like, ballerina farms because she's a Juilliard ballerina, which yeah. makes me like her even more. Which again, yeah, that's in, like nearly impossible to do. Like right. everything that's happened to her seems like nearly impossible. It just so happens. Some people's lives just turn out that way. And like, yes, for a long time, we've all been, you know, cosplaying behind our Instagrams that we're way cooler than we are. We're way happier than we are. And like, just because you or your friends or your mom like did that when social media was Mm -hmm. going crazy and then everyone had these like freeing moments in COVID, like it doesn't mean that happened to everybody and everyone's living that way. It's like... Like you're like, that just sounds like projection, and it's like bingo. Yeah, yes, it's, it's all projection. I, I mean, I I get it. I I understand if it makes people feel shitty, but like attacking somebody for it is like, they're all just assuming that she's like metaphorically just like killing herself to like live like this or portray that she's living like this. When it's obvious she has help. Oh well, I have any. I didn't even think about well, that. Well, that, that's but it's the thing like, that bothers again, me. She has like so many resources. I'd be sh- yeah. It's yeah. not again. It's not like she's actually farmsteading, and her husband is going out and like planting crops well, no, all day. I from think sun he up is, but he, they also have a huge staff of people. Yeah, it's right. like, but which again, if you look at it at all, and you have an ounce of common sense. That's so obvious. She it's a left, hobby. Their lifestyle is a hobby at this probably, point because they don't need yeah, money. Pro- that's a great point. And it's sev- like she has seven children and she left or she has eight children. She left seven of them to go do a Mrs. Pageant a week postpartum. She Ob- leave them with the cows in the farm. Ex- obviously, she has nannies. She's nobody's trying to like she would. She's not lying about it. It's just obvious. Like I don't. And who we don't cares, know what their gr- we don't know what grandma looks like. She yeah, could be at the like, country club, fucking sipping mai tais all weekend. Like, like they, she might cares? not even see the kids. Yeah. It's not even like it's n- again. The cosplaying, it's funny, but like the cosplaying, like the traditional lifestyle is like. Back when people were actually homesteading, there were like four generations under right. the same roof. Like. Again, if this dude really came from that much money, I, both those grandmas might be chilling on the beach right now and, <laughs> yeah. like, playing with, like, $20,000 tennis but bracelets But this is on, what like. makes him and his family happy. So that's what they're doing. And I think you actually hit the nail on the head. Sometimes people's lives just turn lives just turn out well. And that really <laughs> bothers people. Some people just have life... I just, know. It's easy Not for to him. say that she hasn't experienced hardship. We don't know this girl at yeah, all. We don't this know. Is all, this like... is all my observation from the internet. But the last thing I was going to say about it is it's really, it's almost, it's, I think you'll have a field day with this one. It's ironic that, okay, he comes from, sounds like fuck you money. What a lot of the world is telling, you know, eat the rich, do, um, quit 
flying around on jets, like lower your carbon footprint, like do better for the world, whatever. It's like, hey, guess what? He's doing that. And everyone's losing their mind, like mad about it. Yeah. Isn't that kind of ironic? It's just, I don't know. We don't have a lot of information, but if it really is that, it's just like damned if you do, damned if you don't. And it's like, you know, at least, again, rich people like that, they have that company. He might have... 700 doors of rental properties that's very possible right. and again eat the rich kill all the landlords that's what some people believe like he might be the enemy in that respect but like who knows as far as we know the dude just has too much money that he knows what to do with and just wants to farm and probably grill all day and is that what you want to do Tabor? no i thought you were gonna say yes no. <laughs> i mean having a homestead sounds fun to a certain point. Right, to an extent. That's it. Yeah. And here's the thing. that like, There's a difference between another term on the internet is called soft life. Have you heard this? There's a difference so between s- trad wife and soft life. Me, I want a soft life. <laughs> My favorite thing in the whole world is to sit in our, on like a 65 degree day, sunny day. My favorite thing in the entire world to do is sit on our sidewalk up to our house and trim the salvias in our front yard with like. A beverage of some kind, alcohol or not. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in yeah. the whole world. And have Rue playing in the dirt next to me. I want to do that. That's heaven to me. That yeah. is heaven to me. And That's we're a super, soft life. But we're super privileged to even we are, have that much. And totally. Who's to say? But at the if, same time, I want, like, I'm marched into the Capitol. You know what I mean? Not in a bad way. <laughs> she was at January 6th. No, I wasn't. Check her GPS Oh, my records. God, no. We just watched The Insurrectionist next door. Okay, moving on. Which was super sad. It's very sad. Very sad. We we turned it on, I think, to kind of make fun, and it ended up being incredibly sad because these people are just so deeply manipulated. I like can't even get into it. Yeah, like they the real quick the document documentary started out like you could tell the first two people. What ended up happening was like the ante got upped as the documentary went on and like the first two people were like goofballs he's like oh my god these guys are idiots like no wonder they were at the capitol and like it slowly started kind of seeming like these people were getting more malicious and more i don't know but there was one guy the reason why i turned it on is because i saw the tiktok clip of that guy doing parkour in his front yard and that was the one of the most sad ones because yeah it like because apparently that kid literally has special needs and like grew up in like special education classes and, and his it sister turns manipulated out, the fuck out of him yeah it turns out his sister manipulated him and like lied to him and is still lying to him and like got him to like participate in january 6th and now he's facing like up to 36 years in prison it's horrible and you can just tell the sister has like no remorse whatsoever no, it's and like and- you took advantage of your little brother who like he was even saying it through the whole thing. I went so I could protect my sister. It was like, dude, you suck. Like the girl, the, like, girl the sister, you suck. Anyway, it's really sad. So that was, that was our, that was our viewing material the other night. Um, okay. A couple other internet things. The kite baby drama, I think is kind of dying down, but, and you don't really, it's, don't it's really, lit- literally it's stupid. It I is, mean, it's like, no, it's not stupid. It's obvious who was wrong. It's obvious who was wrong. And there's really nothing more to say. There's nothing more to say about that. Women, we need better, astronomically better um, maternal leaders. Maternal leave in this country. And leaders in the maternal space. If you're going to be a baby company and you're going to have a female CEO, you should probably lead. You should probably lead by example better. 
Correct. Again, if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, just like Google Kite Baby, basically a female CEO fired or told an employee that she, her job was on the line if she left um, to work remote, basically asked if she could work remote because she had adopted a baby who was born prematurely, was in the NICU, whatever. Nightmare optics, PR, exactly what Tabor just said. If you're going to own a baby company, like with a huge following. I'm not... Rue is sleeping in a kite onesie right now. Okay. Um, all right, moving on. Sephora kids. <laughs> I have been in Sephora three times this week, and I'm not super proud of that, but I'm really into Merit Beauty, and I've been trying a bunch of products. Um, the Sephora kid thing is apparently... People started running their mouths on social media complaining about young girl about how Sephora is filled with just young girls like girls like 12 like preteens and they're just like I see all these TikToks too okay they're rum- I know I'm telling the audience yeah I know they're, they're rummaging through the samples they're trashing the store they're acting like nightmares like and, but they're also running up like thousand dollar tabs at checkout and it's like you're a fifth grader right who is buying this for you okay so my the, the internet's issue with it is like I think actually I can't even figure out what like the biggest internet issue with it. My issue with it is that girls are number one putting products on their skin that they don't need and probably disrupting hormones. Number two, the the consumerism starting at like such a young age is horrifying to me. Those are actually my two biggest things. And then just the uh, the idea of girls growing up too fast that it looks just like I think everyone's problem, but I think that growing up too fast the the funniest thing to me and is like it's such a there was such a small window for it just given how technology grew so fast, but it's funny because people always talk about like that are like Haley and I's age is like the cringy like sleepover music videos that girls yes, would do yeah. in like sixth, seventh, eighth grade when it was like 2006, seven, eight, when like the IMAX just had photo booth uh-huh. and like everyone knows the exact videos I'm talking about where it's like cringy. These girls look, I don't like middle school girls. Like yeah, yeah. You look like middle we school children. girls, yeah. dweebuses. And it's like, you know, to sidestep the whole like, well, these girls are looking older now. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah, when they learn how to contour a full face of makeup At in 10. sixth grade yeah. and they're like adding cheekbones that aren't there. And it's like, that's an, like, it's just, there's this, aside from like looking like an adult, I think there's an entire humbling sequence of anywhere from one to three years that is not happening anymore. I think that has a more detrimental effect than any sort of like, I mean, the makeup and the consumerism has its issues, but I think like, you know, you always say, what were your two ugliest years or no, whatever? No, I say the homely years. My homely years were middle school, 100%. And, and you had like two specific, it was like yeah, it was when, seventh it, and eighth grade. when it had braces and like your cheeks were big or something like that. Yeah, you always say like <laughs> yes, the same thing yes, and it's it like, it's like, well, if you knew how to contour, then you probably could have skipped half that. <laughs> no, Tabor. And you probably would have had right. Invisalign too instead of braces. You're 100%. It's right. like there's a whole humbling experience that's like not happening anymore. Yeah, that's an interesting point of like. Oh wait, can I bring up a topic that I think is just kind of funny? Um, one before we move on to that though, the there, it's along the same lines. You, so you recommended this book to me. You sent me the Cinderella Eat My Daughter book. 
Do you remember that? I didn't. Yes, you Wait, did. Oh, did it? oh, was that on TikTok a few yes. years ago? Yeah. Oh, a couple oh, years did ago. I? Yes, I oh. was pregnant, and Tabor bought this book, and I, like arrived at the house, and I was like, I don't. Did you order this? And he said yes. He saw it on TikTok. It's called Cinderella Ate My Daughter. I think Peggy Orenstein is the author, um, and it literally is just about how we start the sexualization of young girls at like you know birth, and what social media is doing to it, the way that it's actually changing the chemicals of their brains the way it's affecting puberty it's just it's compelling it is horrifying but it's um I'm rereading because I read it when I was pregnant but like I now that I have a toddler who loves to wear sequins when she <laughs> like, loves she'll grab every single game day purse she she'll will. literally wear oh, yeah. four purses at once she loves it shout out sheer gear she's obsessed with them. it is actually it's pretty crazy seeing how kids will just gravitate towards stuff that it is seemingly yeah even the makeup i mean yeah she's she fascinated watched, with her stuff yeah she is she watched they watch it and that's the that's a big thing that a lot of women were almost like the rebuttal of the moms of these little girls were like guys listen i my daughter doesn't even have tiktok and she's still doing this because guess what she watches me do it and i have a 12-step skincare routine and i'm like that's a good point though mm-hmm. that's a really good point like you are their biggest influence you and I both have skincare routines. I, like, give the most shits about skincare. Obviously, that's going to have an effect. So it's, like, I think it's not just social media. It's, like, my behavior, but then that makes me, like, kind of spiral of being, like, very, very hyper-fixated on the language I use about myself and my face and my body. And, like, it's just, I don't know. That's my Roman Empire, honestly, is, like, how I'm going to fuck her up with my own trauma that I'm working through still. When it comes to my image. Tabor, what were you going to say? Um, my kind of like one off from like the kind of, I guess, sexualization talk of like kids like growing up or whatever is I think it's really interesting where we're at as a society uh, talking about gender and sexuality oh my God. right now. Are you going to say the, the thing that you saw, the sign? Oh, hold on. Okay. Well, maybe not exactly that. But I think it's very interesting like how at the forefront all of our conversations culturally right now whether it's left versus right or anything is about gender and sexuality and oh i'm um heterosexual i'm homosexual i'm bisexual i'm pansexual i'm sapiosexual like all these different qualifiers and all of these different categories and gender and sexuality yes very minutia heavy very fluid. very fluid like there's there are there's a lot to talk about whenever we talk about these things but I find it hilarious that this generation's, uh, this like, this group of 18 year olds right now are having the least amount of sex of any of its previous generations. Why? Statistically, there's like a thousand reasons why it could be, but I just think it's interesting how sex and gender are at the forefront of most of our conversations right now. I can't imagine what it's like in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I would die. But then at the same time, we're having the least amount of sex. That's interesting. Where right did you, now. Where did you learn that? Uh, just like online. The internet? Yeah. Um, well, oh my God. And then I... And, but there's a million reasons. It's like... That's it's just funny how it's just the hot subject, yet no one's having sex. But hmm. it's probably because of the advent of Me Too, sexual assault, stuff like that. The pandemic. The consent talk, the pandemic, people not socializing the, the way that they used to. Gender explor- ex- exploration. G- exploration. It could also be hormone blockers. And there's like our, what, 
is like Gen X the parents of like Gen Zers and Probably, Gen Alpha yeah. Yeah, yes. so it's like that's like another level of like um fast food, plastic products, hormone blocker type things that like these like their parents grew up with like who knows how it's affecting these kids now on top of all the societal and like cultural conversations that are happening so I think it's a collision between physical effects right now Mm -hmm. and then also cultural and like sociological things totally no I think that was all good I totally agree with you all right um I was going to talk about my last... I don't have any other internet things. My airport drama, I wasn't going to... I don't really even feel like retelling the story. That could be its own episode. That can be its own episode. All right. I encountered an airport asshole. And I don't I don't feel like getting fired up. So I'm just not going to. But it's hard to be a woman and it's hard to be a mom. Um, we've been talking for 40 minutes. This is pretty good. Uh, Tabor, we're playing, you're playing a huge game on Sunday. We're playing in the NFC Championship for the third year in a row. Yeah, and I was just thinking how I've not only have I played in two NFC Championships in a row, but I've lost two NFC Championships. I've talked with other players in the league and coaches, and all of them has have said that losing in your conference championship game hurts way worse than losing in the Super Bowl. That's interesting. Because you've, you never had a chance right. to lose in the Super Bowl. You lose the game before, it's such a helpless feeling of like, man, I think we would have done really well in the Super Bowl, but like we didn't even have a chance. So this actually is exactly what one of my favorite... One of my favorite movies, remember, I think I made you watch, it's called Molly's Game. It's about Molly Bloom, yeah, yeah. the poker princess. Yeah. So she was um, an Olympic skier. And she, the whole movie starts out with the most incredible line. The whole movie starts out with she is at the Olympic trials and her ski breaks. And she said, someone said that getting second place in the Olympics is the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. And to that, I say, fuck you. Because exactly, same thing. She never even got, like, she... She didn't finish the trial. She didn't even get there. Who knows? Like, at the pace you would have started the race at, maybe at the pace she was at when her ski broke, she would have only gotten seventh. Right. But who okay, knows? but who the hell knows that she might have hit a sick line and gotten all the way up to first? Like, it's like, give me a chance. Yeah. And I, that's all I want is just a chance this, because we've been so damn close. Yeah. This game has just a lot of emotion, at least for like, I think our families too. We're from Detroit. We're playing Detroit. Tabor, you're not really from Detroit, but I was born and raised in southeastern Michigan. We've said a couple times now between my dad is dead already, but between Michigan winning the national championship and the Lions in the NFC championship, like this is what would kill him. The the emotion behind it or like the, the weird juxtaposition is a very bizarre added layer because so many of our friends are like, you know, diehard Lions fans. And like I'm friends with a lot of whatever. Anyway, it's just a weird feeling and I am so nervous I've never I have never in your whole career been more nervous for a football game maybe because we have so many people coming but also because it's year three of like almost getting there and I just want you to be able to experience the Super Bowl so badly you've had an excellent season I've said multiple times this season you've had the best season of your career you got second you got first runner up in the Miss Pro Bowl pageant (laughs) Have you been using waiting to use that line? I have. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. You did. You the got Pro second Bowl place. Pageant. Yeah. You're the alternate. Yeah, they read my name first when they were given the crown. They read <laughs> They read Tamer's name first. Lucy. Lucy and I were planning on you and Frank both being at the Pro Bowl together, but 
now one of you isn't going to be there because one of you is going to be at the Super Bowl. So that became a really awkward planning conversation. Well, I wouldn't go anyway, even if no, I, I know, I'm, no, Super but Bowl. I'm saying yeah. before they announced yeah. who got it, um, because we were hoping that both of you would get it, and then we would be able to go to Disney. It'd be fun. It would be fun one day. Um, do you have any misconceptions you'd like to clear up about long snapping? That's its own podcast. That's its own. I, <laughs> I would need. I would need video. I would need film. I. One day I'll do like One a day, full hour dissertation on long snappers. I'm sure that would be a treat to listen to. One time, um, oh, it was Christmas Day. Tabor kept our um, all of our friends hostage explaining a punt return. Yeah, and I wasn't even talking about the long snapper. I was talking about the gunners on a punt. He and grabbed a, punt a pool return. a pool stick. But that's what I was like, you guys, this is all Tabor's ever wanted for his whole life is for people to just care about the mechanics of long snapping. And special teams in general. Um, I think it, the, the most irritating thing that people say to me about your job is like, oh, he's just the long snapper. And I hate that. And I know that people have said that to you forever, but I would like to come to your defense. I will always because it doesn't, relish this. My wife like no, fighting for me. Because do, it bothers me. I'm going to tell you why. Trust me. I I know. <laughs> Oh, he's just a long snapper, like 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 downplaying, yeah, your job. I, and and I, I know that you've dealt with that since college, I'll tell, high school. I'll tell you why. Okay. It's because when people talk about or say the word long snapper, the image that comes to their mind is their high school varsity long snapper. Interesting. Half these people who say just a long snapper, actually, statistically, ninety five percent of the people who say just a long snapper never played in college. Mm-hmm. So when they think about a long snapper, they think about the weird kid who, like, could put his feet behind his head in math class. Like, they literally think of that weirdo who, like, eats his own boogers and is, like, a really weird SpongeBob SquarePants-shaped body. Interesting. I understand that. I get it. Okay. Okay? And then half the college long snappers are still kind of like that. (laughs) But it's, like, there are really good long snappers and, like... I can like look in someone's eyes when they talk to me on on an NFL team and tell if they understand the importance of a long snapper or not. And that's how I base who I talk to off of. Guys, long snappers are people too. I get it. And they'll still rib me, even the guys who do get it. It's fine. I understand that. But when people say just a long snapper, that's who they're imagining in their mind because anyone with half a brain and it's, it's, I don't know. It sounds like obviously like, self suck when i'm defending it because i'm a long snapper but like for perspective on punts can they line up head up on us no but they line up on either one of our shoulders i start with my head between my legs i throw the ball backwards and within half of a second i have to throw a ball backwards so all my momentum is going backwards Then I have to lift my head up and get a few steps in the ground before a pass rusher (laughs) that could have recorded 10 sacks anywhere in the NCAA the year prior is literally rushing in the A-gap. And I have to get in front of and stop his momentum for like 1.9 seconds. Like I have to get just enough in front of him and like – is it ever usually that clean of a block that a long snapper can get? No, but I have to get a piece of them. Sometimes they blow our asses up and we just got to go along for the ride. Like if I'm going to get absolutely blown up, you just hold on to the guy and you fall on your back. And like, that's your job because as long as they're not touching the punt, like that's your job. But like, I literally have to block. So, and then the craziest shit is like, it's not even a head up rush that they're doing most of the time. Sometimes 
they have a guy in the left a gap and I get called to the left and it turns out he's looping to my right and the guy who's on my right who I'm not even looking at you're is, losing the girls you're losing the girls I'm just saying I get <laughs> blindsided completely blindsided from the opposite direction that I'm looking and I have to like anchor down and yeah I'm gonna get killed but I can't get killed so much that I just open up the a gap I have to like fight against it a little bit shorten the gap so like other people can help me block like it's fucking hard so that's why it's annoying when people say oh he can't get hit he he could play for a long time he could do this for a long time he doesn't get hit. if i had video and like even you like brought your husbands in to like watch this episode even if i had video and i explained some of the shit that i'm responsible for and no one else is responsible for they'd be like oh damn like wait i didn't even realize this when i talk about certain things on certain sports podcasts I will always have one person in my DMs like, I didn't realize people were allowed to even touch you That's my, in the yes. NFL. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like a kicker. It's like no one notices in you until you fuck up. And correct. it's like, that's it. Well, correct. And that's why, I, but someone said it to me the other day, and we've been saying it, people have said it forever. Like, oh, he's just a long snapper. He doesn't get hit. Like, he could play forever. And I'm like, you said like five different things in that sentence that are very irritating. Number one, you're wrong. He can't get hit. Number two, he could play for a long time. Yeah. But like, he's also spends his entire career bent in half. Homeboy's got a, not a great back. Well, the funniest thing right? is like, like when people say, crazy thing to when say. people say he can't get hit, it's because of the rule that got instated where they can't line up in front of you head up right. in front of us. Because like long snappers back in the day, they're like, what are your lower is it your, your lumbar your so your l whatever yes. so like your l5 like your lower like your lowest vertebrae like some of these long snappers were getting their like lowest vertebrae like disintegrated well it's like, like zach's back was a disaster it was a disaster because he was back in the day when like they could right. line up head up and like blow your shit up and it's like you were literally losing an entire vertebrae because it was scraping together because you were getting blasted so like they just changed it to where they can't line up head up on you and just crush you and basically bend you further into your legs. Like, uh, dude, whatever. I can go on forever. It's hard, okay? <laughs> the job is hard enough, actually. I have to snap in, like, this little ass gap between my legs, upside down, two hands. That's hard enough. Then you add the blocking aspect to it. It's like, Well, I think most people shit. don't think about the blocking. Okay. Well, my last thing to say is the reason why it bothers me when people put the word just. Oh, he's just a long snapper. You're also one of... Th- 32 people on the planet who does this specific thing if you're one of 32 that's people, what's that's it's like that's an insane thing to say to someone that when you are the top of your that yes you have a very very specific skill and you are the best at it you are one of 32 people who are the best at it on the planet it's just a wild thing to say it, and i want people to like use a little bit more discretion when they just are like shitting on someone who is wildly successful and, like, I'm going to say it, making a lot of money for being really good at this one particular thing. Listen, like, fuck you. Whatever. Just, I could, like, it bothers me so much. I'll just, it's something about the position. And, like I said, it it's is. the image that they get when they hear long snapper. Because if I told you my grandma is the 27th ranked crocheter in the world, <laughs> you'd be like, God damn, like, that's sick. It's like when you're top 32 at anything, that's really, really hard to do it's and really, really impressive. And, only one of you. and it's like, that's it. It's like, that's the thing is like, it's because of the mental image people get when they yeah. hear the word long snapper. I I would love to do that. If, if you've been listening this long, first of all, God bless you. Second of all, if you have a husband, 
I want you, and you better DM Haley this. I want you to walk this up to your husband. This will prove how many people listen to this podcast. Yes. Yeah, this actually will. I want you to go up to your husband, and I want you to say, when I say the word long snapper, describe the type of person that you see. Like, describe their body type. Describe, are they fast? Are they slow? Do they have a good body? Do they have a bad? Like, I want you to describe what or who they think of when you hear the word long snapper. And reply back, please. Thank you. Okay. Tabor, thank you for going on uh, that dissertation. I appreciate it. Anytime. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Bye for real. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.